<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I'm not an alpha male. I'm not a beta male either. I'm just a better man. Better man. Well, put your happiness first, because if you don't, they won't. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, yo, what's up, yo? GYB, we get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? The sexual revolution is being podcasted, and I am excited. Uh, I know I've said that this is a special show. I've said that uh, maybe 500 times before, but this time I really mean it. I mean it this time, not like I didn't mean it the other true, times. True, true. This time I now mean you don't it. have to lie. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. We got, uh, what's going on, Harry? You ready to rock and roll? You know, damn well, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. Shout out to Andre. Andre's out in LA doing his thing. He's, uh, doing big things. Hopefully he'll, uh, actually get me a job in, in, uh, mainstream, um, uh, comedy at some point in time. So me and Harry are hoping for. But, uh, shout out to Dre. Uh, we got a special guest in the room. This is a good friend of mine. I mean, I love this dude to death. Uh, we don't see each other nearly as much as we should. Uh, funny, one of the funniest dudes I know. Uh, he's in every commercial, everywhere, constantly. Uh, oh, shit loaded him anyway. Uh, give it up for my boy Chris Roach, yo. Give it up for Chris Roach. What's up, Dante? What's up, Harry? What's hey, man. On? Thank you for doing the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Are you setting up a, a studio there back there? Because I see some, I see some uh, egg cartons in the back. Yes. So I got boxes of all that uh, sound uh, proofing crap, and I got a tiny closet over here that I'm gonna try to set up a voiceover booth in. You know. Oh, nice, nice. You know how it is. You're just trying to uh, diversify, trying to get okay. inco- income coming in. You know, when the stand-up's quiet and the acting's quiet. You know. Trying to diversify. Now you know, um, just so I can, just to say, give you a quick tip since you're talking about this. You know they make a small circular booth you can sit on the desk. I got that yeah. too. I got right. that too. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna put that in the studio too. I in, might use in, both. Yeah, I might use yeah, both. You, you might be good with one. I know somebody that was doing voiceover just with that alone on the on the. Uh, yeah, I think I might you do both because uh, it's a little tight in there. So on the sides, I might go with those. Uh, those uh trucking blankets yeah yeah on, on the side and use these for like the front and top yeah yeah but uh i've been having a friend of mine that's pretty good with voiceovers help me out and, yeah good good you know i just got to see if i can get air in there now yeah uh, <laughs> yeah that's the thing uh they do have a little they have a little uh portable ac that you could buy a company i'll send you i'll send you a link but anyway yeah how you been bro Good I mean, man. I'm just trying to, you know, Harry. I can't help myself helping people. You know what I mean? That's what that's I do. All, that's what you He's do. That's what you're known for: helping people yeah. and then stabbing people in the feet with ice picks. I have right. been. I have done both. You've I done both. both. I've done both. You know what they say? You want to diversify. I mean, we we're just yeah. talking about that. Right. Diversify. Yeah. Stabbing you know people in the feet. And... That's what a... they mean by a renaissance man. Right. Uh, what I was... Go ahead. Ahead. What was the stabbing in the foot? What was the stabbing in the foot thing? Did I miss uh, this? This was years ago. Uh, some guy was beating up my sister. Oh, I thought it was a movie. No, no, no. This is real life. Because <laughs> I remember you in that movie with Terrence Howard, and that was yeah, a good fight yeah, scene. You had a good yeah, scene. Yeah. The, uh, no, this Dante's was, a method actor. 
Yeah, so he I, gets, I, he gets I, real in a character. I mean, he's been working on these parts. Some of them 30 years. He's yeah, been, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was with uh, what's his name on my Mo- on his last of the Mohicans. And I went deep cover with uh, what was uh, what's the dude? Daniel Day Lewis. That, yeah, me and him. We had the same method, same method actors. You so know, somebody's messing with your sister. That's like instinct. Yeah, yeah, he dude was beating on my sister. And, uh, not, not cool. And he somehow. Somehow he got snatched off the street. How that? Oh yeah, that's I mean, I, from the story I hear. Right. Somebody asked him what time it was, and then oh, I don't know what happened. The lights was out, and he woke up in a van. Yeah. You know, and then the, the tragedy was that it's, you know, because I wouldn't want anything to hurt me. I wouldn't want to see anybody get hurt. But no. uh, they might have wrapped his feet up in 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 towels. Right. And ice picked his feet and dropped him out on on uh, Hunts Point. Well, that might man. Have, that's that's the rumor. I don't know. You know me. I don't I don't yeah, gossip. No. I heard about that going around. <laughs> it's going around. It's going around. Remember when the kids would go around knocking people out for a few years. Yeah. Oh, that was you know, that was uh like uh, the Bloods, I think, was doing that as in, and it was like a gang initiation. Oh, yeah. People walking down the street all of a sudden, bam. Oh, I think it was either that or they were slashing your face or some shit, some one or the other, you know. I remember it was uh, wasn't it that they'd flick the headlights? That was uh, a different they fight you and follow yeah. you and shoot you. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. You, if you get the headlight they, things, they would flick the lights. If you flick back, they would follow you. Yes, I heard about that. Or you give yeah. some, give if somebody had the brights on and you, you flick know, them back. That's what you love about New York. It's so innovative. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just guys, just creativity is just teaming oh, in New York. God. You know, different things. Um. It's good to see you, bro. It's good to see. I saw the last time I saw you was that we were doing shows at the Strip. I can yeah. see you in the back, looking at my, my watching my my insanity. Oh, I love it. I love it. You got a great stage persona. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. You, you fill the stage, and not literally. You fill the stage. Yeah, literally too. Now it's just we're getting well, older. Getting you're wider. one of those guys, but you're one of those guys that uh, I consider to be like a master crowd work guy. Oh, That's, thank you, bro. You're, you're so good. Like guys like you when. I'm trying to think about like a Jay Okerson. Big like- Jay, I I say this to this day, nobody on the planet does crowd work better than Big Jay. Yeah, it's it's really an art that you know, like I'm a material guy, but once in a while I go into the crowd, I'm like, yeah. please say something I can use. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, what you call it is really good now too. Uh, Schultz, Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz, yeah, he, he's good. He's really. I am. I remember when I first saw that dude. I was like, "There's something special about that dude." The day I met him, the day right. I saw him, yeah. Guys, he, I could, you could sit on that. You could sit on that stool and just have the confidence to command the room. Like, well, you that. know what it is too. I think it's it's uh, you 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 tend you gotta trust that you're funny enough that that it will come. And if it's, and if you're not, and if it's not funny, you got to kind of trust that, um, you got to trust that if you're not funny enough, you're interesting. And, right. and one of the things that I think that really makes you interesting when you're not, when you're not using the audience, uh, when you're not using them, do you know what I mean? Like, right. So, you know, there's uh, you know, there's comics, and I won't. I will. It's the one time I'm not gonna name names, but there's people that'll have, they'll have uh, like written crowd work. Yeah, I, I know somebody like that. It's like very like stock. 
yeah. So you 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 say something, you get the response, you go in this, you know. So it's kind of like a, a flow chart. If then, then right. this. If not, then this, and stuff yep. like that. And it's just, uh, you know, shout out to Aaron Burke. Um, oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, sorry. nice. All right, early. And the names in early. <laughs> but it, uh, you know, he's brilliant dude. I and I, I tease him because I think he's a great comic, and I think he's such an interesting dude. Yeah. And I think I, I, I really feel like he could be great if he actually tapped in to how interesting he is as a person. But that's a yeah, I've seen know. him. He, he kills a crowd work too. But I, are you saying he does some of the stock stuff? Or it's just he. It's, it's I don't see it's, it. You know, it's you know, it's it's you know, it's. I mean, if if every time you go out, you do the same, you know, right. it, it turns out the same way. Yeah, it, I know, you know. I know one guy that would go around and he'd see a blonde. He goes, "Hey, so uh, what's your name?" Oh, I'm sorry, you're a blonde. What's your oh, name? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, oh, when, when you see, you know. I just well, I remember over uh, Jesus, what's his, <laughs> remember uh, what's his name uh, the uh, Angel Salazar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he auditioned for Last Comic Standing on television, mind you, right. it was just for producers, but he did crowd work really in oh, front of producers as if there was a crowd in there. Right, right. And they passed him, I think. I don't even remember. Yeah, why not? But, why not? But I mean, uh, was... he's just like, hey, this guy over here is crazy, and I and like, there's nobody there. It's an empty comedy club. It's 10 in the morning. <laughs> Everyone should work with him once. It's just like check it out. Check it out. Hi, Chris. Yeah. So we um, had him on the show. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Angel was great. And you know what? Angel was great because he uh, very grateful for what uh, like uh, very great, uh, grateful for what he got from from the business. You know, what I mean, just a guy, you know, like so often and not we we always talk about what we don't get and never talk about what we what we did get, you know? Yeah. And and he he was very grateful of the fact that he's been able to do this in 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 comedy. I mean, but I was but you know, I was gonna make a point about the crowd work is like, you know, you're talking about the crowd work is there's a level of so it's almost like if you're trying to uh if you're if you're using the crowd to get the laugh, right? Yeah. There's an inauthenticity in that. There's a there's a, a lack of of truthfulness in that. And when that lack of truthfulness is there, then the audience will go along with it because it's it's always in the, it's in the context of a of of a comedy club. It's like okay, we're there to laugh and kind of it's a performance. But when you see somebody like somebody like Big J who does crowd work, like he's really asking a question and he's not he doesn't have his stock answer ready he he he's listening to you and you're receiving it and as you're receiving it um as he's receiving it then he he trusts that he's smart enough to come up with something funny in the context or that he really comes up with something funny or or that if it's not funny he's comfortable with it not being funny will he'll ask another question and, and probe a little deeper and, and he, right. he just knows that he'll find that nugget. And, you know, he's probably about 25 years in comedy. And, and so he's always he knows that anytime he's waited to do that. So what's interesting about that, you know, the show is uh, relationship based, you know, but we've always kind of helped guys get laid, help guys get over breakups, help women understand what was going on, help whatever the fuck it was. 
And one of the things that I think is interesting about that is like all the principles that work in everything else also work in 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 everything else, like cosmic comedy. universe, com yeah. cosmic comedy and life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's comedy advice, but the comedy advice, if it really works and there's a truthfulness to it, it applies in everything that you do, you know? Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I find that um, you'll find guys will talk to women with the intent with an with an ulterior motive and because there's an ulterior motive uh they can sniff out the fact that there's an ulterior motive because there's a disingenuousness to it and then they reject you because of it right so you're saying like it can't be uh like crowd work can't be forced or like you can't I, fake it like you shouldn't yeah. fake it you know I, like um yeah. go ahead i'm sorry no i see guys that use it almost as a crutch where like let's say you have a a bit about uh riding a bicycle mm. they'll be like hey who rides a bicycle yeah you ride a bicycle like they're going to the crowd that way yeah, right but they're, they're really just setting up their joke they don't care right, what right, right. <laughs> right and the thing is if you if you're gonna I, you know i i teach a, i do a writer's workshop a comedy writer's workshop and doing it like all through the COVID, i was like i had a lot of young comics like maybe sometimes like 15 at a time on a zoom call and I would do a, 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 a writer's workshop. And Harry's actually sat in on a couple of them where, you know, I, I would always say, if you're going to do your dumb bicycle joke, right, just do your bicycle joke. You don't yeah. have to create this false connection between yes. people to, 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 to so that they, oh, yeah, we both ride bicycles. Like, they're going to go, oh, okay, right. I ride a bike and you ride a bike. We're like the same, you know, it's right. just... It, it, they go, okay, yeah, you rode a bike, and so does every person else right. in the fucking world rides a bike. The, my point being, the same thing that happens with women. Are you, you married now or no? I am, yes. For, How long have uh, you been married? Um, you know. Uh, long 12, time. 12, 12 Like years. 12, 12, yeah. okay. Okay, and, and y'all don't have kids. You just have a kid. Yeah, what do you have the relationship? Yeah, 12 years, but uh, we've been together for 20. Wow. 20, wow. yeah. Where'd you meet at? We met at a club on Long Island. A comedy club? No, just a regular club, like dance club. This is before okay. I started doing stand-up. I uh, met her, and like three years later, I started doing stand-up. Uh, wow, how did that? Bitch that... Good. <laughs> you tricked her good. She thought, oh, yeah. she thought you had, had a old... promising career at something or some demeanor. You're like, ha-ha, right. bitch. I'm going to be in the arts. Good luck right. with that. I hope you got money. That's like when they get fat. Yeah, I think good now. You know? Yes. <laughs> did did she have a hard time with it as it as it progressed? I mean, do you do a lot of road work or no? I you know what I think uh, I think she had a hard time with it when it start the road work started picking up. And I remember at first she was like uh, saying to a friend of mine that I don't know. She's like I don't I, I didn't sign up for this. I don't know if I can handle it him being on the road. But now it's like 
you going on the road? I get out of here. <laughs> you know, thank God. Thank God. I right, because days. it gives you a little time away from each other and you kind of yeah. appreciate each other. Yes. Yeah. And plus you're out making money, too. So that's good. How's the how's the marriage? Good. Yeah. 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 You know, it's it's um, it's a tough thing for a comic to find to find someone who's OK with what you're doing, especially when you when I wasn't a comic, when she met me, it's one thing mm-hmm. for somebody coming in and yeah. you're already an established name in comedy. Right. But I was, you know, I was still managing a retail store. Right. And then uh, I said, I think I want to try stand up comedy, at least, you know, hit a few open mics, see what happens. And it kind of went, you know, next thing went, you know, wow. Next thing you know, I'm right going from that. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm tracking and trekking into the city for acting classes. And mm. it became this whole thing. So she's and, watched the whole growth of everything. Yes. Yeah. She's watched it. She's seen all the uh, she's seen all the ups and downs. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's I always say with the comedy, it's a lot of rejection. And, and then you bring in acting and it's even more rejection. It's yeah. like you, get, you, you, you always say I get used to it. But sometimes, you know, every once in a while it catches up to you. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It just I, I you know, I um I did really good at acting initially because I didn't I didn't give a fuck about it. Like I like I mean, like I didn't take acting classes and stuff like that. I never did. I mean, I think I took one or two acting classes, but I never really considered myself an actor um, because, you know, people I knew that were acting, they went to acting class, they went to college for acting that, you know, it was like this extensive kind of dedication to it. Um, But I think um, I've met really good actors in the process of me doing stuff, and a lot of them didn't do acting. I mean, it's definitely, you know, your Angela Bassett, your Denzel Washington, you know, they went. But I know people who just had really interesting lives yep. who who just had characters that they ran into so many like characters that they could pull from that they, yeah. you know, that they I, I know that that works for me. It's like if I do something, I'm playing a guy that I knew there's a, there's a guy that I knew that was this guy. And then I just, this is, it's almost like an impression of this guy who I knew, but it's, it's really the, the, you know, you know, you talk about the crowd work and everything. It's kind of just, I, I think when you start to, it's funny because you, you, you talk about the rejection. It's almost like you start to wonder if you're worthy of the things that you get. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. you, you're going out and it's you're getting smacked down and smacked down. And then on a cognitive level, you feel like you feel like, oh, OK, this is a I, I, I on a cognitive level, on a conscious level, you know that there's a lot of no's to get to the yes. Yeah. And you, you understand that and you believe that, but still getting punched in the face. No, you're not good enough. No, you're not good enough. Eventually it starts to affect you, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always say don't take it personally and. I mean, there are times you feel like you have, if, as an actor, you have a good audition and then you move on. Yeah. You, sometimes I'll forget about an audition. I'll be like in my kitchen and the TV's on. And I'll hear a line I'm like, wait a second. Why does that line sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> I go out. I'm like, hey, I auditioned for that. Yeah. Or, um, the, or the other thing happens where you audition for something, you forget about it. And then they call you. We got, oh, we, we, you're on hold for this. We, well, you're available this. And then you get something. And, and so I, I always took it as, I took it always took it as look I, I just read and I leave you know yeah. um half the time they don't know what they want anyway until they see it it's true 
They so, say that they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know what they're looking for. And then when they see it, they go, oh, that's it. So, you know, it's it's funny because you said that you were just saying how anytime they, you know, they keep sending you for these uh, intimidating people and you, uh, but they, they have no, you know what I mean? It, right. it, they have no idea. It's, it's, it's till they see you. I always, when I, I always say when I did Blacklist, they, the guy was supposed to be Polynesian, right? So I go to this audition. I'm a regular black dude. Now, mind you, I've never played a black dude on anything ever. I've always played Latino, New Zealand, Hawaii. <laughs> so then I get there and all these guys with Hawaiian shirts and long hair and ponytails and, you know, they're eating poi. And, right. <laughs> and, and, and ukuleles in hand. I was going to say that they got the little ukulele. They're juggling pineapples and shit. And, and <laughs> but I don't know if you find this the case. Do you know, do you find this to be the case? Big guys can't read copy. I uh, I have a hard time uh, memorizing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know you, but I'm saying I mean, you you get booked. But I'm saying when we guys who I audition with big dudes just on, they can't read copy. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of a thing where like because you're I, I, I don't think big guys go, oh, I'm going to be an actor. You know what I mean? So yeah. the, the, the pickings are slim. So, right. yeah, I mean, I always say that the, the, the success of Terry Crews is because he's not like he's an amazing actor, but he, he right. can read. He can read copy. You give him the line. He'll. Yeah. Ah, and he shoots. Yes. The gun. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he gets it. But so many dudes like I, I like you. I'm looking at all of these guys who are clearly Polynesian Fiji. I, I mean, it smell like coconut oil and everything. <laughs> and you're like and they can't they just can't read copy because it's kind of. So slim. I just I just watched the girl. I don't know if you see the girl on the Olympics, the black chick who just won the wrestling. No, no. I saw the shot put. That was insane. Yeah. So so this this black chick's the first black woman to wear win a uh, wrestling like, you know, regular collegiate, you know, you know, professional wrestling, not professional wrestling, but collegiate style wrestling. Amateur Greco-Roman uh, style. Yeah. wrestling. And is that what she won? I don't know what which medal she won, but there's freestyle. There's, I believe, Greco-Roman. I don't yeah, know the she, other one. She, she won a goal. And it's like because she won a goal. Now you're going to find there's so many people, so many little girls are going to see that and go, oh, I, yeah. I want to. I always wanted to wrestle. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of like the WNBA when the WNBA first started. You had one girl who could, had a handle like Allen Iverson and then other girls who couldn't bounce the ball. And now the level of play I mean, was it like 15 years now, Harry? Like the WNBA is got yeah. it's Pat. I think it's almost uh, I want to say 20? Uh, almost 20. Nah, yeah, almost 20. Yeah, it's got to be more than 20, actually. Let me see, uh, because 2001 is 20 years ago. The WNBA started in the mid 90s. Right, right. So, it's so over it's, 20 years, it's 20 years. So when you know, when these things happen and people reach this level of expertise, it, it inspires the next Great. It's like the, the the I don't know if you watch MMA, but this guy Adesanya, this guy is a MMA dude. Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya. He 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 grew up watching Anderson Silva, you know, and he ends up kicking Anderson Silva. But it was like this guy was his hero. You know what I'm saying? And so there's a whole right. generation of guys who start to to. But I mean, I, Chris, ahead, let I'm me sorry. ask you, let me ask you this. Like you bring your wife into this world where she didn't expect to go into. Right. How did you end up handling it? Like, how did it affect you? Like your career? How did it affect the marriage? 
Well, uh, when I first got into stand-up, I don't think I was considered myself a full-time stand-up comedian for at least uh, seven years. So it was a slow transition, which helped. It wasn't like I just dropped everything after my first open mic. It was like seven years in. And uh, then I had lost my job. And she had said to me, well, you want to be a full-time stand-up comedian? Now's your time to go for it. And I went right. for it and never looked oh, that back. That was nice. Yeah. That and, was and even though she was, yeah. even though she was uncomfortable with it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she knew we were in a situation where I had, you know, I could mess around for six months and it was almost like, yeah, I guess you say there was a six month window that I had approved to her that I can bring an income. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember my, my first, some of my first road gigs, my buddy Chris Monty was taking me on the road with him and uh, I was opening for him for a while. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't start headlining for another like five years after that, but right, right. Um, I felt like I had, I felt like I had, you know, when you first start and you're hosting a lot of shows, you feel like you have 15 minutes for five years. Yeah. Because every time you get a better joke, you take something out and put it in. And I feel like I, I feel like I had 30 for the longest time because mm -hmm. when something funnier came along, I take this out and put that in and I still have 30, but it's a little funnier now. Right, 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 right. That was, uh, but man, it was a lot of great memories and, uh, just, just, you know, they, and somebody once told me that the, the middle spot is the easiest spot in show business. And it really is. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll get the feature for oh, someone. It's, oh, so yeah. And it's, and it's like, this is 20 minutes. Yeah. And then what do I do? Oh, I go home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like you kidding me? Plus, you don't gotta, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to create a relationship. You know, it's just, like, it's yeah. just you hit the gas, and you go. It's a, it's a drag race. It's a drag <laughs> race. Uh, me and Godfrey always talk about it's, uh, the, what we call the hot twenty minutes. Okay. So when you when you get a, you get a comic that's really really you know that's headlining, and then you're already a headliner, and you get to do you get to do the hot twenty. Yes. You and you just come in, blah, 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 tonight. Right. And, then, and then everybody's coming to you going, you should have lined. You should have. And then you're like, nah, <laughs> you know, you don't understand. Yes. Just... I always say that you don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always say you should have headlined. They don't know how what it takes and how much work more work it is to headline. And like you're saying, create that relationship and spread that hot 20 out <laughs> yeah 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 it's amazing now, that your girl was so supportive man because it's a yeah. dicey yeah that's such a situation. rare thing yeah. to do there but, but there was but there was boundaries too though Go ahead. I'm yeah sorry. Th there were a few times where um she said to me she goes wow you know money was getting tight and this is before i got on kevin's uh show and there was a couple things i was looking into i i was thinking about driving a cab just to get some more income in she was saying mm -hmm. You know the stand-up and obviously is not bringing enough income mm -hmm. uh so i was looking at the driving a cab i actually called sag after and i was thinking about going financial you know ficor they call it what is where, that oh where you can do uh union non -contract. Non union yeah and right around there i got on kevin's show and things were good for a few years but now it's like I'm thinking about calling SAG again, saying, hey, I'm thinking about going FICOR, you know? Right, right, right. You know, that's what How long did do you do? You did Kevin is wait, Kevin. Um, Kevin can, can Kevin can wait. Yeah, that was uh, two seasons, two seasons. Of Kevin can wait or was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Two seasons of Kevin can wait. It was like geared. It was like almost a, a ground ball to la last five seasons. And, you know, they just tried making it better. And I, I thought they would do, you know, heading in that direction. It was I thought it was great as it was. And then they made all these changes and I was like, uh oh, but then season two came along and they 
it looked like they were fixing things and then mm. uh it was a, yeah it was a real shocker for everybody when they canceled it mm. uh, you, like you said harry I'm, I'm interested in knowing that so this so it was basically she was she was like look give it a shot but yeah. she was also like okay these are the parameters yeah. we need to yeah. we need to survive financially what does she do for a living she's a hairdresser and uh colorist mm. and master colorist but she also you know like me she's realized it's like her her business kind of went downhill for over the last few years mm-hmm. people i guess people doing their hair by themselves at their own homes and mm-hmm. uh but like she like myself is trying to diversify we started uh well she started boarding dogs at the house we got mm-hmm. you know and also uh looking into other options uh, launching a candle business whatever you know it's just anything to prevent us from having to like sit at a desk and right right call somebody boss carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So and, and both of you had that kind of mindset in the beginning that you just you never wanted to. You always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit. That, right. You never wanted to. Yeah, you wanted to. Now, did you know that all along or when, like when, when I, you met her or? Yeah, when, when I met her, she owned a, a hair salon. But she I mean, was that a years. conversation that you had about? That she never wanted to work, or or did you just kind of get lucky that you your kind of mindset was the same? I say yeah, kind of lucky that our mindset was the same. But you know, mm-hmm. there's been conversations where like, ah, one of us is gonna have to bring in more money somehow, and right, uh, you know, that's another reason why I got the voiceover stuff. I'm like, let me, I always, I've always tickled around the, uh, um doing voiceovers but never really dove into it made a voiceover studio and mm-hmm. so i'm working on a few things with some friends cartoons and stuff like that and let me, let me try to go for it you know get more auditions yeah. let my when when the voiceover uh agency the voiceover department of buckwald sees i'm more serious about it hopefully i'll get more auditions yeah yeah it's interesting too that you um you know to see something like you like you were on uh kevin can wait is a major kind of sitcom yeah so there's a lot of guys that we know that you know people are seeing on tv they're on tv they're doing this they're doing that and then some of them you know some how many guys i know who 40 40 40 mid 40s and then and they got three roommates you know yeah. they're living in, in astoria and then it's kind of like this feast of famine thing with it so that's all that also speaks dante to like not letting the image we see because Instagram will fuck you up oh, like yeah. that. TikTok yeah, 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 people yeah. will yeah. only put the best part of themselves out there and sometimes yes. not even a real part of themselves. Yeah. Sometimes they'll create a whole fictional thing and you think like, man, I'm not doing as well as everybody just in oh. life, even if it's not in show business, just in yeah. life. You go, oh, look at all these people doing amazing shit and I'm not doing and you have to be cognizant of like the reality of it. It's not all real. It's not. In fact, none, almost none of it is real. You know, right, right. And even the part that's real is exemplif is 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 exploded out or, or, or so hyperbolic because you don't see any of the other stuff. It's like 
we're here talking about this and you went on a major thing. I've been in major feature films. Yeah. And you got egg cartons in the back of the room. To, right. You know, still pushing. Worrying about the next paycheck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do these podcasts sometimes and people interview me and they go, tell us about your big break. I'm like, my big break. <laughs> I'm still living in my dad's house. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was a great yeah. opportunity. It was really a fantastic opportunity. Uh, but uh, it's really, it's just, a, it's really is a journey, man. If, if you don't enjoy the journey, you're going to go crazy. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, camaraderie with other comics and, um, even the shit gigs, you know, mm. something well, you that's laugh the about. other part is, is kind of like, we talked about being grateful and I think that's yeah. important too. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I was just found myself, I have to catch myself every once in a while. Cause I could be very negative Dante, yeah. believe it or yeah. not. I don't I, know. Uh, I mean, I swear I really never thought yeah, that I about be you ever. That, tad bit negative like you know i have a spot tonight and i looked at the time and i did the math i go oh fuck i'm going on first aren't i like, right fuck, you're taking the bullet i'm tired of going on first or going on last yeah you know like i'm tired I'm, of. i'm tired of going on last but right you but know. you're like you know what last week i got bumped off a show entirely because you know a celebrity came in to do a right. set so it's like you have to be grateful and like hey i have to remember oh i get to do comedy yeah, whatever that is, like you have to find it and be grateful for what you have. And also the happiness comes from within. It doesn't come from the career is the other thing I have to learn. So no matter what you're doing, you know, job wise, you have to find that happiness within and find the joy within, which is a blessing and a curse because it's not based on your job, but you have to now you have to figure it what out. Do you, what do you mean by that, Harry? I mean, I mean, meaning like, you know, I know we both know very successful people with a lot of money who are miserable as fuck. Yep. Yeah. Some of yep. the most uh, famous and some of the most financially secure people are the most emotionally insecure people because they didn't learn anything along the way or they just keep taking it for granted or they didn't fix any of the issues they have. And they're trying to base their happiness on the next gig that they get financially right. or I'm, I'm trying not to keep it to show business, but let, let's just say fuck it, like whatever business venture. Right. I mean, I, how many stockbrokers and shit do you know? They're just drinking themselves and getting coked up because they're miserable yeah. because they're the whole the entire basis of their happiness is the next big deal. And when the deal is done, they celebrate that for a moment and then they have to do it again and find another one. And when your happiness is based on something like that, that's outside of yourself, it becomes yeah. problematic because you're constantly chasing it where you have to kind of figure out like inside of yourself you can be happy with a lot of things look man i have clean drinking water right i should be happy that i have clean drinking water something that a huge part of the world does not have access to that's right you know like there are people who get up today and they're they don't know if they're going to make it till the end of the or day or they're walking they're walking five miles to get drinking water you right. Know, right to right. carry it back five miles you know um and so yeah. I bitch that the DVR doesn't work or that the Wi-Fi is too slow. And, you know, you can get caught up in all that shit and just end up being miserable. That's right. Well, the COVID kind of, you know, like I got to a, you know, you 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 reach a, you know, Chris, and I know you know what I mean. It's like you reach a level of of you've been doing this so long. There's a level of expertise that you just you you ha you're, you're able to, you know, 
you, you believe you're at this level of expertise. You know, when you go in a room, you know, which material, you know, you can, you, you know, even if you bomb on a scale of one to 10, the bomb is a what? A six and a half, seven, you know what I mean? It ain't even, it ain't even a bomb really. But, you know, the COVID not being able to do comedy, not be able to do, I mean, I got to the point where there were certain bar shows I'm like, I'm not doing that and fuck that and this and that. It's not enough money and it's this. And then when the COVID, when it started opening up, I was so hungry to get on stage. I realized how much we love this. I always tell this story that it was one night, one winter, it was 12 degrees. I'm on a rooftop, right? I'm on a rooftop with a fur coat on. And there's 27 people, 20, like 27 couples in sleeping bags and bundled up with blankets and heaters on a roof, listening to me spit, tell dick jokes, you know? Right. Right. And, and you go as much as they said that this was, this wasn't essential work. It was because people, uh, you know, yeah, I get it. Once you have food and toilet paper and those things, these, these other, these other things that a human in itself are, uh, they're just as important. They're just as essential. You know, I, I was like, this is cold. You know, that kind of cold. And I wouldn't wear a hat because, you know, like, you know, I sit down when I'm on stage. So it's like my facial expression is really important. And so you don't want to wear a hat because you can't see your face. And and man, that cold was whip, whipping me upside the head. And I was like, man, I was like, I wouldn't pay to see me in this way. You know what I mean? But they right. were out there thick. I mean, did you do any of that? stuff to any of those outdoor stuff roof stuff. yeah 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 i did i did a few outdoor shows where uh and i always say like i i i don't i don't feel like i've taken uh the crowds for granted but i really really appreciate them now where mm-hmm. I, I appreciated them i appreciated them before but now even more i did um i did the one uh jay nog had that drive-in one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. fun yeah yeah there was, there was an, I, like i gotta do this just for an experience and i did a, a couple outdoor shows and when i was doing a couple in pennsylvania and these people were showing up in their lawn chairs and yeah. they were just starving yeah. for live entertainment starving yeah. for live entertainment yeah to get out yeah yeah it was after a while people you don't realize the humanity of of uh, you know that the the whole social experiment is just as important but as beyond else. beyond that like it's also about you know fixing the things that make you unhappy you know or being like if you hate your job you go all right why do i hate my job what is it about this that i don't like how can i change it how can i find something else you know trying to fix those things instead of like sitting in the misery because that can happen people can end up sitting you know being being in a shit job it's not fun and you just blame life and if you want to make the changes like anything, whether it comes to relationships or women or your finances, you have to look at it, analyze it realistically and go, how much of it is me bitching? How much of it can I change? And what can I do to, to change it? Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I find is interesting that you have a, a lot of times people have an idea of what six, you know, they, they, they feel like success is elusive, but they've never really defined what, the success is in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you don't know what the finish line is, you you also don't. How do you know when you get there? You know, right. like how much, you know, how much money is it? How much? 
How many, I mean, what kind of show is it? I mean, who do you want to work with? What, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah. If you have a, if you don't have a, a, a real understanding of, uh, of what the finish line looks like, then you never really know if you've ever, you know, so many, so many, and Harry, you and I have talked about this a lot. Like so many people like, look, you're, you're, you're selling out at clubs, but now you want theaters. Right. You know, you're selling out theaters, but you, now you want right. arenas. You 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 know what I mean? It, it's uh, just, I want to be in, I want to be on TV. Well, now I want to be in movies. Yeah. Now I want to be the lead in movies. Oh, yeah. Now I want to win an yeah. Oscar. Now I want to win two Oscars. Yeah. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, because you could get lost in all that stuff and just be chasing around for and be no happier than you would have. We, sometimes I think we put the happiness on the finances, yeah, yeah. Which look, money helps make things easier. There's no doubt about it. You yeah, know, but it we does. know no, it was look, we personally know I mean I mean everybody knows rich people that have fucking OD'd on drugs. I sure. mean, how big was Kurt Cobain, dog? You know? Sure. And we're biggest not even rock star about, in the world at that yeah, point. Just, biggest rock star in the world. Just you know, I mean we we and we're not talking about just, you know, living a rough life and oh we're talking about purposely took themselves out at the at the level of of, uh, you know, at the, at the highest level that you can understand. And they they're literally took themselves out. But we know, you know, there's people that I was telling, I'll tell you, Harry, we kind of talked about it. There was this kid. So this kid, this young kid was doing this show. Um, I was on the other day. Right. And, I, and he does my he does my writer's workshop. And uh, apparently, he, I don't know if he's 20 something, early 20s. And apparently in high school, some guy who who um, basically stuck, took his identity, stole his identity. Right. And took over his identity. I don't know if he messed up his his money or something like that. But he also started had a Facebook page and. The, the girlfriend that he had at the time in high school, he ended up break. The girl ended up breaking up with him because of some some of the stuff that this guy did stole his identity. Right. Right. So fast forward. Uh, you know, it's, this is five years ago. So, I mean, so that means what? How when is the kid? How, how old is the kid? That probably if he graduated from 24, high school five years ago, 24, 22, 24, something yeah. like that. So um, he has this friend of his who in his own mind says he, he describes the guy as kind of a mook, just like an, an idiot, like really kind of unaware of the social, uh, you know, the social dynamics of people. He oversteps his boundaries, says, says the inappropriate things. So so this kid is doing a bringer show. He's got to bring a certain amount of people. This guy brings five people to his show, friends of theirs, people who didn't know. And he brings the guy who stole his identity. Identity, yeah. Right. He, he brings that with. guy, right? 
not only that, but he says to the to the to the guy to the comic, he goes, oh, I got a surprise for you. Right. And he goes, I got a, I got a big surprise for you. He brings the five people. And one of the guys who stole his identity is is the guy. This is the surprise. So in this guy's mind, <laughs> it's it's oh, you know, that was funny. That remember how he funny. Stole- yeah. How funny is this? He stole your identity and made you break up with the only girlfriend you ever had. And blah, 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 right. And so the kid is I pull up to the show and this kid is losing his mind. Like he wants to leave. He doesn't want to perform. He doesn't you know, he's just he's just out. he's like losing his mind. And I kind of go I go. um, So, you know, I initially give him the 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 speech. Listen. You're always going to be doing things, people in crowds, clubs. There's always going to be people that you don't like. You know, don't let people control your life by renting space in your head. You know, you you know, we we, a lot of times we'll have relationships and stuff with our parents and stuff. And maybe they don't they don't think we're good enough or they this. And then and then we're 40 years old later and we're still holding on to that. And we're proving to them that we're good enough and, we're, and they're dead. They're worm food already. And they right. have no real control over your life. And we're still proving to them that we're good enough. You know? Um, so I'm, I, I gave so him this that. Is freaking him out. I mean, this yeah. is something oh, yeah. that's affecting him. And the kid comes from, the kid is, is taking a bus from D.C. to come and do this show. So wow. he does comedy in D.C., but he's here to do this show at a, at a, re, at a, at a real club. And and it's important to him, but he's so freaked out now that he literally doesn't want to go in. He goes, I don't know. I want to wring this guy's neck. Uh, I want I want to do this. I don't know if I want to wring that guy's neck or the guy, um, the, the guy who brought him or whatever. And I'm talking to this. I'm talking to this kid and the guy, the mook. He's like, what are you going up? Where are you going up, bro? Where are you going? He's just like and he's just solely oblivious to what's going on. Um. And uh, well, the kid ends up not going up eventually. Yeah, right? yeah. He ends so he, up- he, I give him the speech about, look, you're gonna always have it. He still, he goes, look, I got anxiety, and I got, I go, look, it doesn't matter. He goes, um, so there was two shows back to back. I said, what if you don't perform on this show, and you perform on the next show? I'll get you a spot on the next show. He goes, uh, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I have a, a bus ticket to go back to DC at nine o'clock. I'm not gonna be able to make the bus. I said, I'll pay for your bus ticket. He wow. goes, well, you know, I, I'm 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 dog watching. I got to get the dog the medication. I go, well, he goes, well, is the dog going to die? He goes, no, the dog. You know, I mean, I could not feed. The, you know, we're going back. I go, look, you don't want to do this. It's fine that you don't want to do it. I go, but I, I tried to remove every. So I'm taking your bus ticket. I'm not going to drive you back to D.C., but I'll give you another bus ticket. I'll get you another spot. So, Chris, I go. So I'm, I'm doing everything I can do to, re, to to remove the obstacles. He also can't believe that I'm taking so much of an interest in 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 all of this anyway. Right. Right. Um, and I mean, uh, he's lucky he found you because uh, any other comic might not have cared. Yeah, might like, not have been invested go. if it wasn't you and it wasn't uh, Kim, the producer of the show, is also very sweet and kind. Yeah. It, so, anybody else would have been like, well, too bad. We got to keep it moving. Don't care. Right. So he goes, I go, look, if you, you, you go home, you don't have to perform. Um, the guy, the guy goes, uh, 
He goes, you know, is this going to cost me anything with the producer? I go, nothing's going to happen. You'll be fine. Right. So uh, he made it easiest for him. As, easy, easy, as, possible, as yeah. easy as it could be. I, I couldn't have made it any easier. And uh, so he goes, uh, he leaves and the guy comes out and he says, the guy basically says, uh, I was waiting for my friend to go up. He didn't go up. And, and you know, I, you know, Harry will tell you, I can't not, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was bullied as a kid, so I can't, I, I'm just not I'm I go, well, he left because you fucking brought this guy who t- stole his identity. I go and you and you and it was and he's like, bro, it was five years ago. And now I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to zoo. I'm going. You don't get to fucking decide whether it bothers him or not. You, It's not your pain. You don't get to decide when it, it could be 20 years from now. So now I'm I'm getting heated. So I go I go to the kid. I go, let me ask you something. I go say I punch you in your fucking mouth, and then I see you five years later, and I go, eh, hey, you know, it was five years ago. I punched you in your fucking mouth. He goes, and the weird thing is he was so dense. There was like, yeah, I guess I guess I would. Like he didn't even understand right, like right. the dynamic of how angry I was and that. It, and that I was literally kind of threatening them in the same sense, because the example, yeah. the yeah. example was say I punch you in your fucking mouth. He really uh, gave it legit thought, like, huh, like OK, oh, what if you did I punch me in the mouth five so, years from now? <laughs> he backs up, right? Oh, I really didn't think of it like that. And he goes, well, you know, and then he takes two steps back and he does like any idiot does, which is interesting because, he, he, like I always say this to Harry, Assholes have no problem being assholes. Yep. It's so comfortable swimming in assholeness, you know. Um, he goes, uh, he, he he says, uh, uh, he goes, you know, I've 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 I definitely humbled. I I didn't think of it this way, and I really I I really he and then he takes two steps back and charges again. But he says, come on, but if you want to be the best comic in the world, you want to be Dave Chappelle, you want to be the greatest comic ever, you have to, you have to, you have to uh, excel past. You can't let these things bother you. And you can't, you can't let this stuff bother you. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep not be unstoppable. You got to, and I go, and I go, and I say this dude, I go, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, Dave Chappelle walked away from a $50 million contract because he wasn't comfortable about the artistic direction. I go, Greg Giraldo OD'd on heroin. I go, Mitch Fattel OD'd on heroin. Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Uh, yeah. Mitch Hedberg OD'd on I go, time and time again, people have pulled away because of, I go, Eddie Murphy has not done stand-up since, what, Delirious was first or Raw was first? Raw was second. Raw, yeah. 1989 yeah. raw still yeah. talking about coming back and never never coming back because because there's so much pressure and so much involved i go who the fuck i go have you i i i said it was funny because i was just thinking about the olympics and what's um uh dawes just pulled out of the fucking olympics maybe one of the greatest olympias uh gymnastic olympias of all time osaka just pulled out of the open the french open I go, who the f- I go, have you achieved any degree of success on any of those people's levels? And so who the fuck are you to talk about 
what people could do and what they can't do. It's just so absurd. He goes, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get it until you started talking about punching me in the face. I'm like, all right, what, what the fuck? What are you gonna? Sometimes that's what people need. Yeah, yeah, it's it's well, crazy. So Simone Biles, by the way, this just Simone happened. Yeah. Uh, revealed that uh, she was dealing with a family tragedy. Her, her aunt died unexpectedly while uh. she was at the Olympics. So while everyone's bitching and moaning about her not being strong enough, which is bullshit. Yeah. None of your fucking business. Uh, anyone complaining that she wasn't tough enough. She was dealing with, you know, she's a teenager dealing with somebody who died. Her yeah. aunt dying, somebody in her family dying. Somebody very close but nobody to knew. Right. So everybody's yapping away. But it just goes to show you like like this fucking dude is just that didn't give a fuck being very oblivious to other people's feelings and not giving a shit, having no empathy. Yeah, no empathy, having no empathy, which we talk about all the time is having empathy, ace, yeah. authenticity, credibility and empathy, not having yeah. empathy and putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Like, what would this be like? And those people are some of the I mean, they're, they're some of the worst people in the world. No empathy. That's yeah, the number yeah. one characteristic that you find from the worst people in the world. They what all have the, no the, empathy. The, the girl got caught smoking weed um, and her mother, uh, the one that was supposed to be she was supposed to on in track. The fastest and, runner in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Shikara. Is it Shikara. Hold on. I'll find it. I forgot what her name is. She got caught already. smoking weed. Carrie Richardson. Carrie. Is Shakari Shakari Richardson. Richardson. Sorry. Right. So she she uh, so she her so she, she was raised by her grandmother and a and another woman that she called her mother and she found out that her biological mother died while she was doing an interview about going to the Olympics. The the, the wow. well, how is this gonna? How are you gonna affect that your mother? passed away and she was like my mother like she's in the fucking interview oh man so the kind of the, to ease the pain she ended up smoking a joint and the olympic i guess the board or one of the things that they say is no outside substances and they actually say that marijuana like marijuana is on the list for not not and then she got she tested smoking a joint after her mother died and she got, you know, she got pulled out. Um, Chris, you want to hang out for a little bit? We're gonna do yeah. so like a few minutes after the the Patreon. Plug your uh, your social media and stuff real quick. Anything yeah. you got going on? Yeah. Well, I, uh, let's see. Instagram, it's at Roach Comic. Uh, TikTok, it's at Chris Roach Live, and my website is chrisroachlive.com. Okay. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Uh, you can go to my website, IHateComedy.com, and all my stuff at Harry Turjanian. And uh, join us over at Patreon. We're going to be talking more stories. Maybe we'll tell that other story that happened, too, that's even more. Uh, yeah. You want to talk uh, about yeah. uh, a, learning was, a lesson about make, two, Chris. making it uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> and the lesson that goes, like, making it uncomfortable for assholes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have a story and a doozy over at Patreon that we're probably going to tell uh, in a couple minutes here. So come and join us at uh, patreon.com slash manschool202. And your, your stuff, Harry, real quick. Uh, just add Harry Turjanian. That's where you okay. can find me. Do all okay. my stuff. Um, you can check all my stuff. Just Google me, Dante Nero. Uh, all my stuff comes up. Instagram yeah, is the, my, my stand up on YouTube, yeah. by the way. Not enough people are watching that. That the, stuff. It's good the stuff. Dante Nero. Uh, GYBB, get your balls back. WWDD, what would Dante do? Uh, sexual revolutions being podcasted. Yo, I love y'all. Um, support us on the Patreon um, so we can keep doing this. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.